Hello, this is Paul. This is Dave. We are the Derringer Brothers. And you are listening to Derringer Discoveries. Each podcast episode, we take you, the listener, on a journey. A musical journey. Today's episode is The Beatles' Worst Ten and Why. Or Worst of the Beatles. Our special guest today is Patty Derringer. Patty was a special guest for episode 8 on Ed Sheeran. They say she's in the class 18. And episode 17 on The Killers. And Patty is with us live today. Hello, I'm Patty Derringer. I encourage everyone who's listening in today to check out The Beatles' Worst 10 Songs on Spotify. Yes, that's a list that we have put on Spotify so that you can go and hear all the songs that we have deemed to be the worst 10 songs of the Beatles. Paul, let's skip the listener letters today. Okay, Dave, I agree. But we want the listeners to keep writing to us, and you can write to us by either going to the link that's in the summary accompanying this episode, or simply write to us at DerringerDiscoveries at gmail.com. Hey, look at John, will ya? What's the matter, John, love? Blue meanies? Newer and blue meanies have been sighted within the vicinity of this theater. There's only one way to go out. How's that? Singing! And I know you guys aren't trying to anger anybody by saying the Beatles have jumped the shark. That's right, Patty. There's no point in even raising the issue. I think it's safe to say Dave and I believe the Beatles never jumped the shark. So we're not going to tease anyone. Are you? Are you with me? This is the Rubicon. And of course, crossing the Rubicon is out of the question for today's episode. What's going to happen? I will disclose my selections, starting with number 10 and ending with the number one all-time worst song by the Beatles. This is rebellion and treason, and I am no traitor. You're a rebel, whether you like it or not. After I announce each selection, we will briefly discuss the selection. If you agree with me that it's one of their worst songs, I'll ring the bell. Three times if all three of us agree. But what if we don't agree with you on a selection? Then we'll play the wah-wah. And Dave, if you disagree with me, other than me being greatly disappointed in your lack of better judgment, I will include the song that you choose as one of their ten, in addition to the ten that I have chosen. All right. The Battle of Wits has begun. Paul, I just want to make sure our listeners know that we all truly love the Beatles' music. They recorded more than 300 songs during their time together. And their top 50 songs are easily among the best songs in the history of rock music. The love you take. That's right, Dave. And they are among the most popular recording artists on Spotify, which means they are still relevant today. I just checked out the Beatles on Spotify, and they have over 24 million monthly listeners. The top five songs, if you combine them together, they're going to make over 2 billion streams. Is that billion with a B? Billion with a B. And your lives will never be the same. Ah, the billionaire boys. Is equal to the moon. You may. 
Paul, I understand that you only consider songs that are written by one or more of the Beatles. You excluded all cover songs. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct, Dave. I believe the Beatles' cover songs are not as good as their self-penned songs, so I think we focus on those songs and pick the 10 worst from songs that they wrote. And of course, any instrumentals that George Martin produced for like their soundtracks to help in Hard Day's Night, they will not be included as well. That's correct. We won't do anything other than songs written by the Beatles and performed by the Beatles. Exactly. Hold! Hold. The ring! She's not wearing the sacrificial ring! Okay, then, let's dive in! Dirge Discovery's Top 10, pick number 10. Dave, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is one of my all-time favorite albums. It has so many classic songs on it. It has Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Picture yourself in a boat on a river. It has the Ringo Starr sung song. What would you think if I sang out a tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? little help from my friends. (laughs) See, I needed some help from you. It has a little help from my friends. And then it has what I think is perhaps one of their very best songs, and that is A Day in the Life. They had to count them all. Now they know how many holes it takes to fill the But among those excellent songs, and among a number of other songs that are good, there is a George Harrison song, Within You, Without You, that just doesn't feel like it fits in. And to see you're really And as I've explored this song, I can tell you what I think is the number one problem with this song. It is long, it's over five minutes, but that's not the number one problem. The number one problem is John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and Ringo Starr, none of them appear on this song. The only person that appears on this song is George Harrison. In my view, it's not a Beatles song, it's a George Harrison song. It did not belong on Sgt. Pepper's, and that's why it made my top ten. What do you think, Dave? It's the start of the second side of one of the greatest albums of all time. But I have to agree with you, Paul. It seems out of place on Sgt. Pepper. It just kind of drags it down. It's kind of like, you know, almost like an intermission type song. Let you go to get some popcorn and a drink at a a theater or something. Yeah, I listen to that, and I have to agree with you that Within You, Without You could definitely be their 10th worst song of all time. There was a remix of the song in the more recent times by Giles Martin. Yes, uh, George Martin's son. Yes, and it was for Cirque du Soleil, the musical that was called Love. Yes. And in that, Giles Martin took this song that I don't like, Within You, Without You, and he blended it with Tomorrow Never Knows, written by Lennon and McCartney. And in my view, he suddenly took one of their worst songs and made it a halfway decent song. Have you listened to that one? I did. I still don't care for that version either. I don't I don't care for that mix on the Love album. I didn't love it, let's put it that way. All right, we'll just have to agree to disagree. I think it made it halfway decent when they threw in that drum beat by Ringo Starr that's part of Tomorrow Never Knows. That sort of brought the song to life. Okay, but basically, Within You, Without You, we're both agreeing that that's the 10th worst Beatles song of all time. Yep, we rang the bell. Patty, do you want to chime in? You heard it today. What did you think? I agree. It's probably the top 10. Not my favorite. 
We start off with all three of us agreeing. The bell has rung three times. Okay, let's let's hear that bell sound effect one more time. Dillinger Discovery's top ten, pick number nine. Number nine. Dave, you knew we had to put this song at number nine. I actually think it's even worse than being number nine. Number nine. But it just, we can't miss that opportunity. We've used it in several episodes. And here it is, finally fitting in where it belongs, at number nine on the worst of the Beatles. Number nine. Number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine. In an interview that John Lennon gave shortly before he died in 1980, he did say that the uh, the guy saying number nine is just a test engineer on one of the tapes saying number nine, number nine, number nine. So that's not actually the Beatles. But then he adds on him and Yoko and, and, and George gets in on the action too, but Paul and Ringo are not on this one at all. Take this, brother. May it serve you well. Paul and Ringo are not to be blamed for Revolution 9. And I think I do hear Yoko near the end. Yes, Yoko's near the end. Yoko Ono. She makes her appearance on the White Album and actually gets several spots on the White Album. Yes, uh, George says the lines, Who's to know in El Dorado? El Dorado. Uh, Yoko's one line is, If you become naked. Can we say that on on the podcast? Sure, we I can mean, say that. And Yoko's still with us, you know, and you know, still. Going She'll strong. probably shut us down for saying anything mean about her. She'll be like, "We're shutting this Derringer Discoveries this podcast." This probably could be our last. This episode. This will be our last episode once Yoko Ono hears it. Dave. I do want to comment that people should not get confused. Revolution 9 is a different song than Revolution. But when you talk about destruction, don't you know that you can count me out? Revolution is what I consider a great Beatles song, and that was a single that was a hit. Revolution 1 was on the White Album, and that's not bad. It's kind of a slower version of Revolution. When you talk about destruction, But this is Revolution 9, and this is the stinker. Number 9? Yeah, this is the longest track the Beatles ever did, over 8 minutes long. And it's not a song, really. It's just a a bunch of uh, tape loops and different sound effects and just anything John and Yoko decided to throw on there. They did what Pink Floyd started doing. Digging away the moments that make up a dull day. And that is these tape loops and these words that are kind of random. But Pink Floyd took it into songs. And I think had they started with maybe a minute of this and then moved it into a real song, it might have worked. It may have made it interesting. But the problem is, like you pointed out, it's over eight minutes and it doesn't go anywhere. It it does absolutely nothing. In fact, I challenge our listeners to go to our playlist after listening to this episode, and try to listen to the entire eight minutes. Now, the number nine does have significance for John Lennon. He was born on October the 9th. Ah. He met Yoko on November 9th. And early November 9th, uh, Brian Epstein discovered the Beatles. And also, you know, he died in the United States on uh, December the 8th, but it was already December 9th in England by the time he passed away. Number nine. Even though I think it's a stinker of a song, I, I do it in honor as a as a homage to it could John. Be, it really could be number one. It could on be list. number one. It could be number one, we, yes. but the song is... 
Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Help us out, Patty. Number nine. Number nine. All right, so I think it sounds like we're all in agreement. Dave, do you agree that this is a stinker, one of the worst ten? This is a real stinker. Patty, what do you think? I agree. This is a real stinker. All right, the bell rang three times. Dinner to Discovery's top ten. Pick number eight. Dave, I wasn't really sure about this one. It is a stinker, but it's a mighty short song. Why don't we do it in the road? Why don't we do it in the road? Why don't we do it in the road is definitely an interesting story. Paul McCartney wrote that when he was in India. They were studying with the Maharishi, and uh, he was up on top of the ashram. Okay. And he looked out in the fields, and there was two monkeys copulating. Okay. And, and do we need to look up the word copulation? No, I think our listeners are smart enough to know what that word and means. And Paul McCartney was thinking, Why don't we do it? I think it had the promise of a good song. You know, it's it's got a lot of energy in it. It yeah. just doesn't go anywhere for me. That's yeah. the problem. It's wet one line, and it's almost like he was trying to take it somewhere, and then he just gave up and said, well, we'll put it on the album anyway. And you said that this version also appeared in the movie Across the Universe. Yes, and I have to tell you, it was phenomenal in the movie. The character named Sadie, who was obviously named after a Beatles song, yes. she sings it in the movie Across the Universe, and she does a great job with it. Why don't we do it in And suddenly I found myself liking the song. I think that's why I picked it as a stinker, because all these years I thought it was one of their worst songs, but in Across the Universe, it was sung and it was given some life, and I found myself going, hey, it's not so bad. Revolution, Jude. And what are you doing? Doodles and cartoons? Oh, I'm sorry I'm not the man with the megaphone, but this is what I do. No one will be watching us. Why don't we do it in the road? Let's ask. Do you agree or disagree? Should this be on the list? I agree. All right, that's two. Patty? I also agree. Ah, we're doing well. Dave, I must have picked very well. I guess eventually we're going to have to disagree so that we can get Dave Mason in this episode. Run For Your Life was the first song the Beatles recorded for the Rubber Soul album. Jeff Emmerich, who was not yet their engineer, but was hanging out in the studio because he worked for EMI, he wrote in his book that the Beatles loved recording this song. They had so much fun recording it. Musically, it's not bad. Lyrically, it is dated. And it's just so dated. I can't imagine the Beatles or their Apple cores ever trying to push this song. They just sort of have it out there, but they certainly don't want to draw our attention to it. It's got some troubling lyrics. What do you think about it? Well, John Lennon was quoted as declaring this was his least favorite Beatles song. Least favorite Beatles song, and yet he sings it, doesn't he? He does, and he wrote pretty much wrote it and sings it, but he just, I think, was embarrassed later by the lyrics. It's so against his love stance, right? All you need is love, and, and 
say the word, and then here he is saying, I'd rather see you dead than to see you with another man. That is that is troubling. Do you agree or disagree? Should this be on the list at number seven? Well, it's not the worst song on Rubber Soul, so I'm going to disagree. The worst song on Rubber Soul is What Goes On, sung by Ringo Starr. So yeah. that's going to be my pick as the uh, seventh worst song. What goes on? There's a snippet of what goes on. Dave thinks that's worse than Run For Your Life. We have a wah-wah. You know, Dave, there ain't no good guy. There ain't no good guy. And there ain't no bad guy. There's just you, me, and Patty. We're going to have to have you be the decider. Do you think Run For Your Life is worse? You better run for your life if you can, Or what goes on? What goes on? That's a tough one. I would have to say Run For Your Life. Dave, that's two to one, buddy. If you're going to pick the worst song off of Rubber Soul, I think it'd have to be What Goes On. All right, listeners, this is your chance. Patty and Paul say it's Run For Your Life. Dave says it's What Goes On. And you can write us and tell us if you agree with Dave or you agree with Patty and Paul. Dare to set top ten, number six. Richard B. Starkey and his Aunt Jessica are always arguing about one thing or another. Flying. Dave, a lot of people ignore this song, but I included it in The Worst of the Beatles for two reasons. One, it's an instrumental, and Dave, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's the only instrumental that the Beatles ever released as a band. On one of their official releases, that is correct. Except for the instrumentals that George Martin did on Help and A Hard Day's Night. And Yellow Submarine also had instrumentals. So as far as the Beatles, under the Beatles' name, this is the only instrumental they did. And the reason I included it is because it's unique. And yet it's not any good. What makes it unique? It's credited to all four Beatles. It's credited to John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr. So you think, if you're going to give all four Beatles credit for it, that it should be halfway decent. Unfortunately, it's just kind of, it's it's quickly forgettable in my mind. What do you think, Dave? Well, I think you'll be interested to know that the original version was over nine minutes long. <laughs> so they at least cut it down, right, to a much more manageable amount. How long is it at the final they version? it down they cut almost seven minutes off of it down to two minutes and 14 seconds at two minutes it still is not a good song can you imagine listening to it for nine minutes well i don't think it's that bad i'm going to pick something different from a magical mystery tour Uh and i feel i feel like since this is the very first album i ever owned when i was 10 years old i love the album overall but the one song i didn't care for and we don't like to really pick on george too much but i guess we're going to i'm gonna have to go with blue jay way as the uh, sixth worst beatles song of all time there's a fog upon Blue Jay Way was the only Beatles song to use practically all of the effects available at the time it was recorded, and they just go overboard. All right, Dave, we're going to play. First of all, we'll play the wah-wah, because you disagree with me. I disagree. There's only you and me, and we 
just disagree. Yeah, we just disagree on this one. Yeah. Patty, we're going to turn to you to break the tie. Is it flying? Or Blue Jay Waves? Which is the worst, and which should be on this list? I would say Blue Jay Way. All right, ah. good. Patty goes with me. All right, so Patty went with Blue Jay Way this time around. That's two to one. Dare you to discover his top ten? Number five. Because I think of her, but she thinks only of him. No, it's only a whim. She thinks of him. Her name is Jim. Okay. As soon as you hear Jim, you're in. One, two, three, one, two, three. Oh, dear, what can I do? Baby's in black and I'm feeling blue. Tell me, oh, what can I do? Dave, Baby's in Black was on what I consider to be the worst Beatles album. It was called Beatles for Sale. Half of it is covers. The other half are not the best of the Beatles songs. So when I was listening for songs to put in the worst of the top ten, I felt compelled to find an example from Beatles for Sale. The song, I think, that is a perfect example of a bad song by the Beatles is Babies in Black. She thinks of him And so she dresses in black And though he'll never come back She's dressed in black Dave, do you agree or disagree? Paul, Beatles for Sale had eight originals and six covers. The same mixture of originals and covers as they had on their first two albums, Please Please Me and With the Beatles. I would agree with you that Beatles for Sale is one of their worst albums, but I will not agree with you that Babies in Black is the worst song off of that album. All right, so we play the wah-wah. Dave, if you don't think Babies in Black deserves to be in the worst ten, what do you think should be in its place? Well, I think the whole album of Beatles for Sale is it starts off with like a, a melancholy trio of no reply, no reply, I'm a loser, I'm a loser, and babies in black, babies in black, and I'm feeling. Blue. And I think out of those three songs, I think I'm a loser. I'm a loser, and I love someone who's near to me. I'm a loser. But I just think there's some good harmonies with Paul and John on Babies in Black, and so I'm going to go with I'm a Loser. I'm a loser. We're going to have to turn to our tiebreaker. Patty Derringer, do you go with Babies in Black as chosen by your dad, or do you go with I'm a Loser as chosen by your uncle Or Dave? you can choose something else. Or you, you can know, choose something else. I know else. you've listened to the Beatles for Sale album many times. I would say Babies in Black. Babies in Black. All right, ding, ding. Patty and Paul agree Babies in Black deserves to be on the worst of the Beatles. Liverpool can be a lonely place on a Saturday night. And this is only Thursday morning. Derringer Discovery's top ten, pick number four. In the town where I was born, lived a man who sailed to sea. That brings us to number four, because we are going to be talking about Yellow Submarine. I did notice one thing. There was only four new songs that were recorded for Yellow Submarine. They reused Yellow Submarine, which was from Revolver. They reused All You Need Is Love, which was a single and also had already been put on the Magical Mystery Tour album as a, as a bonus track in America. All you need is love. 
but out of the four new songs that they wrote specifically for Yellow Submarine, you picked three and put it on the playlist as three of your least favorite songs. But I had to choose one, and I'll tell you why I chose the one I did. There's only one way to go out. How's that? Singing! One, two, three, four. Can I have a little more? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I love you. All Together Now is credited to Paul McCartney and John Lennon, and it's just too kiddie-ish. It was written for a cartoon, Paul. I, I know. Here's the other problem. It's a short song, and yet it goes on too long. It doesn't have anything to say. They just repeat the lyrics. All together now. All together now. All together now. All together now. What would you put in place of it if you don't think All Together Now, or actually do you think All Together Now should I'm gonna be I'm going to pick list? on George again. You're picking on George. You know, that's not very fair. What did George ever do to you? I like George Harrison. I definitely like All Things Must Pass album and I like a lot of his solo work but I just don't care for only a northern song if you're listening to this song you may think the chords are going wrong so you're going to put that in place of all together now yes I, I'm kind of a big Paul McCartney fan and yeah me too I'm not much of a Paul Derringer fan but I do like Paul McCartney. Well, how do you feel about Patty Derringer? Well, Patty Derringer, you know, he's sponsoring this broadcast again. Brought to you by Patty Derringer Insurance. Yeah. Dave, so yes. instead of All Together Now, you're going to go with It's Only a Northern Song. Written by George Harrison. It's only a northern song. Correction, only a northern song. Only a northern song. Patty, we're going to have to turn to you. I chose All Together Now. All Together Now. All Together Now. All Together Now. And your Uncle Dave chose Only a Northern Song. It's only a northern song. I would pick Only a Northern Song. Okay, there you go. All right, right so Dave, it's two to one against Paul Derringer. And we'll ring the bell for Patty and Dave agreeing that instead of All Together Now on this list, it should have been Only a Northern Song. It's only a northern song. Derringer Discovery's top ten, pick number three. Dave, a lot of our listeners probably won't even know this song. It was not on any album, but it was the B-side to a single that I had, and it's a single I love, Lady Madonna. The name of the song is? Yes, the name of the song is The Inner Light. Without going out of my door, I can know all things on and it's going to sound like we're picking on George. This one was written by George, and I checked out the production notes. And George is the only one who plays on it. John and Paul do sing up on some background vocals. Ringo's not on the song, and John and Paul do not contribute musically to the song. And for me, that's why it makes the list. Once again, it does not feel like a Beatles song. It feels like a George Harrison song. Last one. And I just don't think it's a good Beatles song. What do you think, Dave? I'm going to come to George's rescue. All right. I think this song is pretty good. I like the part about you don't have to go out of your house to have fun. Arrive without traveling. Because you stay in your I house. I stay in my house listening to the worst of the Beatles, and it really cheers me up. Dave, what did Paul McCartney say about this song? In 1968, Paul commented, Forget the Indian music and listen to the melody. Don't you think it's a beautiful melody? It's really lovely. 
Okay, so Paul gave it a kudos, and for that reason and other reasons, you are taking it off my list. What would you put in place of The Inner Light? Well, Paul, you completely ignored the first two albums. I'm going to pick a song on the first album, Please Please Me, that I think just doesn't do it for me. I think the listeners may agree with me. It's called There's a Place. Dave's choice instead of the inner light, as we always note, there ain't no good guy. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's just you and me, and we disagree, so that means we got to go to Patty to be the decider. Patty, Dave chose There's a Place. There's a Place. And I chose The Inner Light. Arrive without travel. As among the worst songs by the Beatles. Which of us is correct, Dave or Paul? I actually like both those songs. I'm wow. going to have to add a new one in, and I would say Old Brown Shoe. Oh, yeah. and now that you're picking on George again, huh? You're picking on George. So here, Patty has gone his own way this time, and he is choosing Old Brown Shoe by the Beatles. And as Dave noted, it was written by George Harrison. Here it is. That's Patty's choice, Old Brown Shoe. So now we're going to have to turn to our listeners. Listeners, there was a three-way split on this song, which is ironic because this was our third of the ten worst songs. Number right? three. Number three. Number three. Number three. Yeah. Listeners, write us and tell us, do you think Dave's right? There's a place. There. Paul's right. The Inner Light. Right. Or Patty is right. This old, brown shoe. old Brown Shoe. Or if you think we're all three just crazy. Crazy. Give us your choice as to what should be on this list instead of these three songs. Dirty Discovery's top ten. Pick number two. Maxwell Edison, majoring in medicine, calls her on the phone. Dave, for number two... For me, it was a toss-up. On the Abbey Road album, which I do love, there are, in my view, two clunkers, two songs that I do not like that much. And so I've been listening to those two songs. One is a Ringo Starr song, Octopus Garden. In an octopus's garden, in the shade. And then one is a Lennon McCartney song, which really, it was clearly written by Paul McCartney. You know how I know that? Because when you look at the production credits for Maxwell's Silver Hammer, John Lennon doesn't do anything on it. Nothing. He doesn't sing. He doesn't play. It's all Paul McCartney with George and Ringo. My thinking is Octopus Garden at least is fun. It's singable. The Muppets enjoy doing a version of it. So I think in my mind, Maxwell's Silver Hammer is one of the Beatles' worst songs. And the reason I believe that is because the lyrics are very dark and the music is very upbeat and fun, and it just doesn't work. But when she turns her back on the boy, he creeps up from behind Dang, dang, Maxwell Dave, what are your thoughts? Well, John Lennon did not like the song. He dismissed it as 
Just more of Paul's granny music. Yeah. So here's my question. Dave, do you agree with me or disagree? Is that one of the Beatles' worst? Well, Abbey Road is one of their best albums. Yes, I agree. It's one of their best albums. But Side 2 is probably the best part of that album. Yeah, that's phenomenal, Side 2. And so like you say on Side 1, it has a couple of clunkers, Octopus's Garden, but then again, you got to throw Ringo a bone every album. I'll agree with you on this. I haven't picked on Paul too much. Yeah. Paul Derringer I have, but, yeah, not, but Paul not Paul McC- McCartney. Paul McCartney, but I would have to say this one is kind of like a all on the same lines as Rum for Your Life. It's really it's really inappropriate, you know, to have the lyrics about, you know, banging on the, the head of somebody with he a silver He kills hand. multiple people he in kills, this song. Right. More he, than one person. And he's very jolly about he's doing it. He's jolly. It just, it's, <laughs> it freaks me out. But as the words are leaving his lips, a noise comes from behind. Dave and I are in agreement. Patty, what are your thoughts? I will agree with you two. Everybody's been waiting for this moment. With bated breath. With bated breath. And and some people, like you, with bad breath. Bad breath. They've been waiting for this moment. Drum roll, please. Number one. You know my name? Look up the number. The number one all-time worst song by the Beatles is You Know My Name, Look Up the Number. Dave, this was not on any album until the past Masters came out, but it was the B-side to what I consider a fantastic song, one of their best, and that is Let It Be. The Muppets say letter B. Letter B, yeah. They're learning their alphabet. Letter A, letter B. The Beatles had a great song with Let It Be, and for whatever reason, they felt that they could put the B side, as you know my name, look up the number. You, you know, you know my name. Now, there is something interesting about this song. Brian Jones from the Rolling Stones appears on this song. For me, that could have been a magical moment, having the Stones and the Beatles together on this one song. Of course, by the time this song came out, I believe Brian Jones was dead. He drowned in a swimming pool. It could have been a magical moment, but the song is just no good. Dave, what are your thoughts? I'm going to agree with you, Paul. I do believe that you know my name. Look up the number. Even though Paul McCartney loves the song, and he says it's one of his favorite Beatles songs. Does he? No. Are you making that up? Paul says, what would you do if a guy like John Lennon turned up at the studio and said, I've got a new song. And I said, what's the words? And he replied, you know my name. Look up the number. And I asked John. What's the rest of it? No, no other words. Those are the words. It does sound like they're having fun, and it should be a good song. Now we're going to weigh in with Patty Derringer to see if he thinks that You Know My Name, Look Up the Number, the B-side to Let It Be, written mostly by Lennon, but McCartney helps out a little bit, I guess. Do you think this is the absolute worst Beatles song of all time? Yes, I would say it's one of the worst. Can we ring those bells? No 
the Derringer brothers are in agreement. Paul, Patty, and Dave are in agreement that this is the all-time worst Beatles song. Special thanks to our special guest today, Patty Derringer. Thanks for letting me join, guys. It's always a pleasure. Patty, we hope you can join us again in the future. This is Paul. And this is Dave. And this is Patty. If you like what you hear, please follow us and tell others about us. Until next time, we are the Derringer Brothers. And we thank you for listening to Derringer Discoveries. In your sister's room. Derringer Discovery's theme song is Your Sister's Room by the band Hojo Fro. I did have another Derringer weigh in on his least favorite Beatles song of all time. And what did he choose? This is my son. Is this Tim Derringer? Tim Derringer. Yes. See, you know, no, being my son, he, he has impeccable taste. What did Tim choose? Hey Jude. Hey Jude. Dave, what is yes. your all-time favorite Beatles song? Hey Jude. <laughs> hey Jude. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the Derringer Discoveries podcast.